You probably drive by them on your way to work or school. You see their witty message boards out front or spot their steeples peeking from behind trees. Churches. They're almost as common as the Wawa you see on every New Jersey street corner. Some are small and historic, some are grand and modern, some rent spaces in schools and storefronts. All of them want you to walk into them. But is it really necessary? You read your Bible and pray daily. You believe in God and don't want to get caught up in hassles of the church. So is it okay to sleep in on Sundays instead? That's our topic for today on Apples and Oranges, where we compare what the world believes to what the Bible teaches. Welcome back to Apples and Oranges. This is Season 2, Episode 8. Woo woo! And eight under our belt. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Eight already. I That's know. pretty good. I mean, that's very good. <laughs> it's actually flying by, I feel like, this season. Um, today, we're going to get into the topic of actually going to church and if it's necessary. Yeah. Um, but first, we want to remind you about our game where we have a lie mixed into our conversation, and then yep. the listeners are supposed to email us at Alive Again NE with the lie that has been told. And in return, they get uh, merchandise from Apples and Oranges. Well, wait a minute. I thought we said that. But ah. <laughs> we've added that we also need to see that you've shared the video or this video or the podcast on Spotify or wherever with how many friends? I think we said five. Five friends. Five friends. Five friends that, that need to subscribe to our channel. To, yes, subscribe right? to you our gotta channel. Drive them to subscribe. It's all about subscribing, as I'm learning well, with this YouTube world and Spotify. Wait, but I don't know if you could subscribe on Spotify in that. You're the internet I think guru, you can not follow, me. Maybe you can follow on Spotify. Sure. So then follow. Yeah, you got to follow or subscribe. Yeah, that's good. Right on mm-hmm. uh, on Spotify, subscribe on YouTube, uh-huh. any of the any of the the, the, the platforms, platforms that we're streaming on. There you go. <clears throat> Right. And I, and I'll say like last week when we did um uh when when we did our podcast it was a very subtle um it was a very subtle lie. Yeah, I didn't even catch on to the lie until after the podcast. And I have to <laughs> I have to congratulate there were a number of people that got there, it. There was? Yep. Oh wow. Yep, they uh they sent us emails and they knew exactly where the lie was. So uh we're going to be sending you out some uh apples and oranges branded what branded items right like items, mugs yeah, yeah. or tumblers tumblers uh, that we are going to come had, your like, way shirt, uh, our shirts weren't best i guess you didn't like them right no i really didn't care for the shirts <laughs> um they were really plain yeah I, but i thought they did the trick i used mine to wash the car with oh that's nice yeah, it, it wasn't really high quality <laughs> but i will say the tumbler's high quality and I'll say the mug is high quality. We're working on those shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're working on the shirts. <laughs> so, Ashley, we're talking about the church today. Mm-hmm. Now, before we really get into the topic, I just want uh, to make sure that we're clear. Because the Bible uh, has, um, there, there's a couple different ways you can look at just the word church. Yeah. And so I want to make sure that our listeners understand that we're talking about the meeting place like the building? Right, like the building or like the meeting place. Because the Bible refers to the church also as the people of God, right? Like we are the church. 
Okay. Right. You Actually, so what I'm this saying? is a pretty good topic then because <clears throat> a lot of people would probably have that same question. Right. So, like, why do I need to go to the physical building? Or the physical meeting place. Yeah. Um, I don't want us to get confused with, uh, you know, the, the, the other use of the term, uh, the people are the church. Okay, we're well, talking so, about the physical place. Well, so is that, imp- is that important in, like, our discussion, though? Like, yes. differentiating that? It's very important. Very, very okay. good. It's very important to identify that. Um, and and we'll, we'll get into why. But before we get into why... Why don't you share with us a couple of the lies that um, that you think the the world says about the church? Like, what would people say? Why they don't have to go? Yeah. Um. They they do it at home. Okay. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. They read their Bible and pray at home, so they don't have to go to the church. Okay, that's a good one. Um. And we make it easy for them, right? Especially in the post-COVID world where we're streaming a lot of our services. Oh, that's another one. Oh, I watch it at home. Yeah, right. I watch so it at home. That's different, actually, than... Why is that different? Because, well, it's it's different because mm-hmm. it's a different it's a different reason not to. Well said. My my first one was, like, people can say, oh, um, I do <clears throat> what I would do at church at home by myself with, like, my prayers and reading and... I just okay. do it at home, yes. so I don't have to go to the actual building. Right. But <clears throat> another reason not to go is because they say, oh, I can stay home and live stream it. Yeah. So it's two different ones. Two different ones. I, I get what you're saying. Um, yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> I wow. like that I don't need church. I'm spiritual. Yeah. <laughs> That's right? a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, yeah. I don't need church. I'm spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that that is definitely a good one. Um, the other one that I think that needs to be highlighted is really... Uh, church leaders tend to be shady or, or really worse sinners than the rest of us. Yeah, like the right? whole like touching kids and stuff like that. That's a really big one. Yeah, I mean the the Catholic Church scandal for many many years, yeah. um, and and I believe it's still going on today. Oh, it's um, terrible. So it just kind of uh, definitely turns people off to going to church. Pushes yeah, pushes people away. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are all really good. These are all really good. Um, statements or uh, positions that the world may take. And so we want to tackle some of these today on our show. Um, And so you made that distinction about people and churches and and really will it link into our topic. And, um, you know, we want to make sure that we understand when we're talking about, you know, back in the old days, there was a there was a segment. And when I say old days, I'm talking about Abraham days, Moses days. Oh, I thought you meant like when you were born. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Uh, Okay. We're going to edit that part out. Um, Back in in the the Old Testament times, Uh you know, we we have to remind ourselves that Abraham didn't have a temple. Yeah. Um, Moses didn't have a temple. Um, Joshua, uh, you know, these, these... uh, first generational, um, or, or not even generational, but but the the fathers of the faith or the the saints, they didn't have temple. It wasn't until Solomon um, built the temple uh, that the, that God found his resting place. God, you know, Moses would go up to the mountain. Moses would build an altar, and God would be in his presence. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and as as a matter of fact, I just did a sermon uh, this past Sunday. 
you wouldn't know about it because you were in home or doing something. You, you didn't attend the church, uh, physical building. Uh, yeah, but my daughter was throwing up. <laughs> well, excuses. Um, I hope she's feeling better. But no, I, I did a sermon on S- Stephen's speech in the book of Acts. It's the seventh chapter of the book of Acts. It's the longest chapter in the book of Acts. And basically mm-hmm. what Stephen is doing is he's given the Sanhedrin um, those are those are the religious leaders of his day, uh, a, a history and a theological lesson on the church, um, because they kind of had the market cornered. In order for them, uh, in order for you to experience the presence of God, they said you had to go to the temple. You had to go through them to experience God's presence. And we're reminded in the book of Acts, in the second chapter, or around the forty-second chapter. Uh, that 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 the New Testament church, God, um, God dwells with us where two or more are gathered. That's in Matthew, actually. So I'm kind of babbling here, um, but it's really important to remember that uh, you know God is in the midst of His people when uh, when there are two or more are gathered in His name. Um, And that the Holy Spirit, for those that have accepted Jesus Christ in their life, they've surrendered. The Holy Spirit dwells in them. And so wherever we go is holy ground. So back to this whole question of, well, do I need to go to the building? Mm -hmm. Do I need... uh, Do I need to go down to the local local church with the fancy sign in the front? Um, And, uh, you know, there's a couple things that we want to consider, right? Hebrews 10.25 says that we shouldn't give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Even in the early church, some were falling into the bad habit of not meeting with other believers. The author of Hebrews, though, says, he points out here, that's not the way to go. See, the church is the, is the fellowship of believers. <laughs> and so when you go, whether it's in a church building, whether it's in a home, uh, in the book of Acts, chapter 19, we learn that Paul's first church, Paul, uh, also known as Saul, in the book of Acts, his first church, chapter 19, mm-hmm. verse 9, says that he met in a school for two years. That's where his first church was. That's where his ministry was. Mm-hmm. So we have, to be, we have to understand really uh, what the, the, you know, in our minds, what the, the culture of the world portrays his church and really what the bible says is church so that's where it comes in the difference of the actual church building yes so so basically our is it necessary to go to a church building i i would say that it's not as necessary to go to a church building but it is necessary that you you go to a meeting place where there are believers and you're in fellowship with them see acts 242 says this um, they, we devote the, 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 they devoted themselves. Uh, actually, just go back a little bit further. Let me, let me bring it up. Um, they actually found themselves in the temple courts. Um, and so there, there is the New Testament believers uh, meeting together uh, in the temple courts. Well, I feel like even if you were not in a ch- church be- a church building, like an actual church, and you tell people like, oh, our church gathers here. They still think of it as a church, like um, 
assembly, I guess. Right. It's the it's more the assembly of the saints. It's like that's really well people said. coming together is considered church. Right. And Not the, the exact location. Well, and you sh there should be some elements found in there. Yeah. So in other words, people coming together to fellowship with one another or spend time with one another is great, but can you really call that church? Yeah. Uh, and so there are some elements that should be found. And, and so here in, in, um, in Acts chapter 2, it says this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Okay, the apostles' teaching was teaching about what Jesus did when he walked on the earth. They, they were teaching about Old Testament understanding, Old Testament beliefs and laws, much like we do today. Mm -hmm. And the fellowship <clears throat> to the breaking of bread and prayers. So again, it's a fellowship of believers who got together, who read the word, who learned the word, mm -hmm. who fellowshiped with one another, who broke bread with one another ate with one another it was a yeah. relational time and who prayed with one another mm -hmm. okay yeah and and so i hear people say that a lot actually how they oh i don't need to go to church because i i talk to god myself like right. i spend time with him myself um and stuff like that or right. they go somewhere by themselves and they say that's good enough instead of going to church yeah, and, and it's really not. Um, it's really not good enough um, because, again, we are, um, here. here's a good list, right? So mm -hmm. church is the place where believers can love one another, mm -hmm. encourage one another, gossip with one another, spur one another to love and good works, serve one another, instruct one another, honor one another, and mm -hmm. be kind and compassionate to one another. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you're doing this alone, yeah, you're missing the one. You're technically another. not doing it. Right, you're you're technically not doing it. And and believe me, I have a lot of friends. And and you know, again, our our role here is not to judge. Oh no. Our role here, and and when I say here, I mean us here on Earth, not talking about us here on the podcast. But our role with, when we interact with one another is to simply point out the biblical truths and, and allow the Holy Spirit to convict them. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have a number of friends who don't go to church. Yeah. And they say, well, because I watch uh, one of the major evangelists on TV. On TV, yeah. And so, so I, get, I get my understanding of the word from those evangelists on TV. Mm -hmm. But there's so much more that you're not getting when you're absent the fellowship of believers. Yeah. You're not getting the prayer for with one another. You're you're not uh, you're not encouraging one another. You're not building one another up. You're not challenging one another and and holding one another accountable. That's a big one. You talk about you know what went on in in I just don't want to narrow the, uh, the the scope to the Catholic Church. Every denomination, every church has its struggles mm -hmm. because we have to hold one another accountable. Yeah. And if we're if we're sitting home, eating bonbons, watching the evangelist on the TV, then we're we're possibly uh, being slothful, and the Bible tells us not to be slothful, and we are possibly indulging in too much to eat, and so we're being gluttons. The Bible tells us not to be gluttons. There's a whole slew of things, so we really got to hold one another accountable. 
Yeah, and I also think that it's important because when you go to church, you're able to talk to other people who are also believers. So if you're trying to, if you're here, if you think that maybe God's telling you something from what um, you're praying about, um, it's always good to go to other people who also believe. So you might not be hearing the right thing, and then you're making decisions That's right. that aren't backed by other believers also. That's right. And, and the, other, the other word of encouragement that I would just remind our listeners as you're vetting through this topic of do I need to go uh, to church, do I need to partake in the assembly of believers, in other words, uh, just pay close attention to Jesus' walk. Uh, every gospel... Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, from the point of his baptism, uh, when John the Baptist baptized him and the Holy Spirit descends on him like a dove, from that point on, there's only a handful of times where he's found alone. Yeah. There's only a handful of times. Uh, usually it's him, um, John, Peter, uh, and, and a couple other his disciples. Sometimes he's got all 12 of his disciples with him. Sometimes he has a large crowd with him. Mm -hmm. But there's only a few times where Jesus uh, is found kind of drifting off onto his own. You know, the, the one thing the one that I'm thinking about is just before his crucifixion, when he, or, or he's handed over to the soldiers in the garden. You know, he's with his disciples, and he says, you guys sit over here. Then he walks a little further with, I, I think it's um, Peter and John, and he says, now you guys stay a little closer to me. But then Jesus goes, and he's alone, and he's praying with his heavenly Father one-on-one. -on -one. But he's still in close geographical uh, geographical area to his disciples. Mm -hmm. Very rarely is he alone. And there's a reason for that. We're to be in fellowship with one another, right? Yeah. And so we can't forsake that fellowship. Here, I want to point this out too. When a person trusts Jesus Christ for salvation, he or she is made a member of the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. Look it up. For a church body to function properly, all of its body parts need to be present and working. 1 Corinthians 12, 14 through 20. Look it up. It's not enough to just attend a church. We should be involved in some type of ministry to others. Using the spiritual gifts God has given us, Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, look it up. A believer will never reach full spiritual maturity without having that outlet for his or her gifts. And we all need the assistance and encouragement of other believers. Mm -hmm. See, we're, when, we, when we surrender our life to Jesus Christ, what, what does that mean? What, what, does that, what does that mean in regards to your call? Are you... When you, when you hand over your life to Christ, are you called to sit in your room all alone? No. That's what, you... what I was actually <clears throat> just going to say. Right. If you're by yourself and that's good enough for you, then I guess I think that you miss the message there. Right. Well, not only do you miss the message, but we're called to go. Yes. Like, like right? it's not, I feel like it's not good enough to just sit there and, and be by yourself. I mean, it, it's a good time, like, when there's times for that when obviously when jesus prayed and stuff like that but for the most part like you said he was with other people and he was spreading his message that's right so you can't just 
Well, you can, I guess. There's a lot of people that are comfortable that way. Even people that do go to church, they just go to church on Sunday and they don't always go out and spread the message of Jesus. Right. Um, but so like, I feel like, mm -hmm. I don't know, you kind of miss the mark there when you just share it with yourself. Well, not only do you miss the mark there, when God gives each of us gifts, mm -hmm. he empowers us with gifts. Some are the gifts of administration. Some are the gifts of encouragement. Some are the gifts of, of preaching, teaching, evangelizing, uh, hospitality. There's a, whole, well, there's a whole list of gifts found within the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so how, you know, the, the, the gifts are for the church and for the world around us. Yeah. So, so if you've got the gift of hospitality, but you're never going to the church building, People are never experiencing your gift of hospitality, mm -hmm. uh, at least the church body. Now, you may say, well, Jay, I, you know, I go to my friend's house and, and I help them cater their, uh, cater their parties. And, and I, you know, I even invite people to my own home. But where's the spreading of the gospel? Mm -hmm. okay. It's for the edification and for the education of the body and the non-believer mm -hmm. that, that we're called. So it's really important that we remember that. You know, when we surrender our life, we say, not my will, but your will, right? What's the Our Father? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. <coughs> thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Not my will be done. Mm -hmm. And so that's the whole purpose of the surrendered believer. The surrendered believer is supposed to embrace not only the family of God, but also embrace the world around them. Like we have to change a little bit of our thinking, our sphere of thinking. And it's not, oh, I, it's not my place of work. It's not, oh, I get to work here. Rather, change your thinking of, this is my mission field. This is where Christ has put me to engage the world in this, this place. So anyway, that's more of an evangelistic and missional um, conversation, but it's really important to identify that. Uh, here, here's a couple other points, and you got to stop me because I'll start preaching, and that's not what this is all about. I'm gonna say, shut <coughs> up, Jay. Right? Here's a couple points. Number one, Jesus Christ died for the church. Mm. Ephesians five twenty-five. Well, that's a good one. Huh? If there's no other ones, that one's it. Right? Well, that's why it's number one. <laughs> right. Um, number two, we must be imitators of Christ and his apostles. Uh -huh. Okay, we need to be imitators. Luke 14, uh, Luke 4, 16. He went to Nazareth. When he had been brought up on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read. So that's referring to Jesus. So Jesus even went into the synagogue and was found reading the scriptures. Jesus can do what you can. Jesus can do what you can. Mark and and listen. Oftentimes when Jesus went into the temple, he was rebuking the holy men in the temple. So for those of you that are out there saying, "Well, I'm avoiding church because they're they're just a, a house full of sinful people." Jesus didn't avoid the church. Mm -hmm. Jesus went in there and he held them accountable to the law, mm -hmm. the law that they were supposed to be upholding. So if you're, if you're, you know, again, we want to avoid the judgmental behavior. 
and, and rather we want to speak into people's lives in such a way that maybe they need to self-examine and feel some conviction. But maybe you're that person that ha has that word for that church leader or for that member to help them see that they're, they've, they've gone off the path. Okay, Mark 121, check this one out. Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum. When the Sabbath day came, he went into the synagogue and began to teach. Here he is again. Again, this is all an example of how we need, how we need to be imitators of Christ. Luke 6, 6. And it came to pass also on the Sabbath that he entered into the synagogue and taught. And there was a man whose right hand was withered. Acts eleven twenty six, And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a while, year Bar so for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church, taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. In 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. That's Paul to the church. So we need to be imitators of not only Christ, but the apostles. And they never forsook the fellowship of believers. Number three, you learn and better understand scripture. It increases your growth around your walk and faith. This is probably the number one reason why I say you need to, you need to find a good Bible preaching church. Because every moment you're not... What are you laughing at? Nothing. Am I preaching? Do you even shut me up? I'm, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to move on. Every <laughs> Listen, just think about your day. Listen, right, listen. Think about it. Let, picture your day. I know that my day, usually I get in my vehicle around 5.20 in the morning, sometimes uh, sometimes quarter to 5 in the morning. Oh, my goodness. Okay? That's terrible. Right, right. And almost instantly, noise is in my ear. The radio is on. Sometimes it's, uh, it's sports radio, sometimes it's New Jersey radio, sometimes it's 99.1, a Christian radio station. But there are all these outlets that are speaking to us, mm -hmm. that are not filling us, that are not edifying us, that are not reminding us of what the Word says, how we're to interact with individuals, how we're to be in Holy Scripture. Like there's all this stuff coming at us. Mm -hmm. So... It, re it requires us to spend time devoted to the Word. Mm -hmm. And the best place you get that is at church. Yeah. On a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Not eating bonbons. Right? Bonbon. Fellowshipping with believers. How many, you know, again, unless, unless you have the beauty of waking up and going to your church, how many of you really interact with believers? Like, like, just do a quick percentage of your day. Think about it today. How many... How many believers did you not only come in contact with, uh, and when I say believers, I mean believers in Christ that are, that are walking the Christ-filled life, but think about your day. How many of them really were compared to non-believers? And so you need to be in fellowship. You need to be reminded of what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. You need to be encouraged because of the challenges of the day. Mm-hmm. What, what are you thinking about, Ashley? What else you got to add there? I don't know. I think that's, that's pretty good. I think you cover a lot. Well, I hope so. Because <laughs> it, you know, it's a lot, 
it's very interesting to when you listen to uh, or read articles in social media and when you read articles online. Uh-huh. You know, uh, they talk about the dying church. Yeah. They talk about the dying church. Pay close attention to how many times you hear about the newly planted church because they're out there. Mm-hmm. They're happening almost almost weekly, almost monthly. And again, it doesn't have to start out as this big, uh, grand uh, structure that, that seats 500 people. Yeah. A church plant could be five, two, three, five, twelve, huddled around uh, the living room of your home, and you are devoting yourself to the teachings of the apostles. You are fellowshipping, you're breaking bread, you're praying with one another, and I would even add that you are... Uh, you're fulfilling the sacraments of Holy Communion. Mm-hmm. Uh, those elements, uh, worshiping God, reading His Word, fellowshipping, you know, praying with one another, all the, that's church. Yeah, so I think that when people say, oh, they're at home and they're, they're uh, listening to someone or they're, they're praying by themselves or they go somewhere that they say is their holy place that they go to, I think that's great and all, but I think that they're just missing out on the, the fellowship with other people, yeah. which really makes it like a church. Like even we went away, what, two weekends ago now? Yep. And we, I, that w- I'd call that church. That, that was, was our church. church. Yeah, yeah. Like um, just like hearing the word and being with one another and that's right. all of that. Like we did all of that stuff together, but we were in a house away and... Mm-hmm. Nineteen of us. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> yep, we read the word, we prayed together, fellowship together. So I don't bread think. Together. Yeah. So I think the main answer is that I don't think it matters where it's at the building, but I think that it matters who's there, and and what you're doing. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> and right. And that's what you would classify as a church. That's what I would classify as church. Yes. Now, let me, I, I just want to point out the negative of not going to church. Okay. Okay. What you know? What are the stakes <laughs> if you choose not to go to church? Well, here's here's uh, the two scriptures, Proverbs, Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there is you know one. Well, before I get there, when you go to church, you go to one of the other reasons is for guidance, for direction. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so Proverbs eleven fourteen says this: where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember, our enemy, the devil, is roaming about like a lion, waiting for the one whom he can devour. That's scripture. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Proverbs eleven fourteen, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Well, so that's well, that was one of my things. It's like when you're, who knows if you're hearing or, or listening to the right thing you know what i mean you could be here you could be having thoughts that the devil is putting in your your mind and then you're following them because you think god's speaking to you but you have no one to talk to about it because you're you're praying on the side of a river and that's where you do your church by yourself that's right so you don't have anyone to go to to say oh i think what you're hearing is right I that's think right. that's the good a good answer and, and a good path to follow. That's right. Here's one more. Proverbs twenty four six. 
Therefore, by wise guidance, you can wage your war. And in abundance of counselors, there is victory. Mm -hmm. so, so these are just all just gentle reminders. Mm -hmm. um, now, I think that if you were to say, well, Pastor Jay, do I need to go down to my local church and be found in that building on Sunday? I would say you need to be found in the presence of fellow believers, fellowshipping with them, vetting through the word, and make sure that you have, a, you have somebody who is educated in the, wor the word. Today, we're, you know, we're not doing our due diligence in studying out the word. We're not doing our due diligence in the theological understanding of the word, in the breaking down of the word from, from the Hebrew to the Aramaic to the Greek. You know, we're not, we're not really being diligent students of the word. And that is a caution, a word of caution, because in the, the Bible clearly tells us that in the end times, you're going to find teachers and you're going to find leaders that they're going to sound really good, but they're going to be off. Mm -hmm. Their teaching is going to be off, and they're going to they're going to drive they're going to walk you astray. So you you just can't follow any you know you got to make sure that that, that the person listen I've had a, uh, I've had a many 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 years of of biblical teaching, um, of of you know sound doctrinal teaching from various institutions. Uh, you know, Liberty Bible Institution, the, the Wagner Institution, the, you know, um, the Christian and Missionary Alliance um, has, has uh, these uh, ministerial study program. Um, so you, you really got to vet and study out your word before you, or you got to know somebody who does before you go and allow them to advise you in the Holy Word. Yeah. Because... Uh, that's that's wolf very clothing. yeah. That's definitely very important. It's very important because people have said things to me, and I'm like, wow, that does make sense. But but then I'm like, I think about it, and I'm like, if I didn't know what I know, I could easily believe what they're saying. You know what right. I mean? And so it's actually really scary that they're that it's out there like that so easily, um, like turning people in the wrong direction that's right I, and you know i love that's what you gotta have those words jake you know the other day he reached out to me he sent me a text message hey pastor jay here's a scripture help me understand why this this and this mm -hmm. now what i believe a good leader would do is if they know the answer okay get the answer back to them but i haven't answered him yet because i'm studying it out i didn't fully understand his question so I asked him, clarify this a little bit more for me so I can understand your question. Because my response to him is a life or death, in my opinion, answer. Mm -hmm. It either draws him closer to the cross and, and to his walk and to his Jesus, uh, our Jesus, or it drives him in the wrong direction. And so I'm very careful to make sure that the answer that I give him is guided in biblical truth. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's very important. I think we're a little off topic. <laughs> we're a little off topic. Okay, so just one or two more. Uh, I just want to uh, just want to throw out these. There's a couple more. Why to have fellowship with your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? You can look it up. First John one three, Matthew eighteen twenty, Matthew twenty eight twenty. Uh, here's another point. It's uh, we've already made this one. It's important to have fellowship with other believers. Share, encourage, love, help. Iron sharpens iron. Hebrews ten twenty four twenty five. Galatians. 6, 2, 
Acts 2, 42 through 47. All right, what's the next one? <laughs> to worship God, John 4, 23 through 24. Christians make up the body of Christ. We belong to each other, and we are to use what God has equipped us with for good. Romans 12, 4 through 5. Uh, to be good examples, it's important for spiritual growth, spiritual strength, and uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna end it there with first, with Colossians one nine through ten. So it's important, and that's probably one of the more important ones. It's important for spiritual growth and spiritual strength. Mm-hmm. Don't be a lone ranger. Uh, don't avoid the fellowship. Uh, uh, don't forsake the fellowship of believers. Uh, even if you're an introvert, I would say find yourself amongst believers. Mm-hmm. And there's so many churches that you go to. There are so, so like, many. If you don't feel comfortable somewhere, I you'll find your group yeah, or, or, right. or people that you are comfortable to be with. And listen, pray to God. Uh-huh. Ask him, Heavenly Father, I want to be with your people. I want to be with, with, with followers of Christ that, that teach sound biblical doctrine that know how to have fun. You know, listen, uh, you, you know, we, we had all kinds of fun. You know, we went to cow farm. We milked cows. We, we went to the village, and, and uh, you know, I think we ate bonbons. We saw bonbons. the Amish people. Right, we saw the Amish people. I mean, we, we had fun. Um, we, we go all over the place. We go, uh, we're going to challenge the men of the church to play paintball uh, in the couple, coming weeks. So really, like, ask God to bring you, uh, to show you a, a body of believers in your town uh, listen, if you want to email us, aliveagaine at gmail.com, tell us where you live, and, and we can even help guide and direct you and recommend you to some churches that are, that are sound biblical churches. Mm-hmm. One thing I would say is don't forsake the fellowship, whatever you do. Get out there and find a church. Mm-hmm. Don't make excuses. No bueno. <laughs> All right. I think that about well, sums done. up our podcast for tonight. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. You can catch us at 7 p.m. every Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere really that there's a podcast. Yep. And you can also watch us on YouTube. Um, Send us subscribers. We need subscribers. <laughs> I think um, we're three away from 100 subscribers. Wow, yeah, we got great. another subscriber last week. Thank you for you, those that subscribe. <laughs> you count every single one. I count every one because you I think... You all matter so much. Everybody matters. <laughs> I think when we get to 100, we can go live on YouTube. Oh, okay. Right? So we're at a milestone So there. we're trying to get a milestone of 100 subscribers right. so that maybe we can go live and we can actually do interactive Podcasts, podcasts where where have we have a, a couple phone and people can call, call in to us yep. or something. that's right <laughs> all right well thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you next week thanks everybody